Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. In this sermon episode, Reverend Dr. Peggy Williams is preaching from the title, Live for the Promise of God, in the sermon series, Live for Jesus. We're glad you're here. If you would turn with me this morning to Jeremiah chapter 29. And once you have it, if you'd stand for the reading of his word. That's Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 4 through 11. And I'll be reading from the NIV. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens, eat what they produce. Marry, have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in numbers there, do not decrease. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty God of Israel says. Do not let the prophets and the diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. This is what the Lord says, when 70 years are complete for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Amen. You may be seated. I'll be preaching this morning from um, the title, Live for the Promises of God. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for this privilege to stand before your people and proclaim your word. Now, Lord, I ask that I might decrease, that you might increase. Lord, I have studied, but I need your spirit. I have prepared, but I need your preaching power. So may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be accepted in thy sight, my Lord, thy strength and my redeemer. In the movie Avatar, Way of the Water, due to some challenging circumstances, a family relocates. They are accustomed to living on land and specifically in the trees, and now they find themselves in a land where life is based on and in the water. Without giving away too much of the story, the family and the children in particular face many challenges in learning how to live in this new environment. Of course, there is the coming of age storyline where the odd children must gain the trust and the friendship of the in crowd. The challenges seem insurmountable and impossible. As do many times in our lives, we may find ourselves in situations and circumstances where the odd appear against us. But today, despite what it may look like, I invite everyone to declare, to declare 2023 
a year of unlimited possibilities. Now, in order to do that, we cannot get caught up in our limitations. You see, we serve a God that can do above and beyond anything that you can ever think or imagine. And with him, all things are possible. Yes, we live in a hostile culture, but I say to you, don't assimilate. As Christians, we are in this world, but we are not of the world. And don't give up if you just hang on we will see the victory. Bishop Paul Morton put it this way, I see victory and it's headed straight for me. I believe, just believe, faith can't be ignored, so hold on to being restored. I believe, just believe, change is gonna come. Give him praise like it's already done. I believe, just believe. You see, in our chosen pericope of scripture for today, we see where the Israelites are in exile and they are faced with the challenges to hold on to their faith and just believe. I consulted Google and it said that to be in exile is to be removed or banished from your native land. They were expected to assimilate speak the language of the Babylonians, and adopt their religious practice. I imagine much like Dorothy in the Wiz on that Yellow Brook Road, they just wanted to close their eyes, click their heels, and be back home, the place they longed to be. But instead, they were challenged to live and thrive in this foreign land. You see, God promises promise to the Israelites through Abraham concerning the promised land was not unconditional, but it depended on the obedience of the people to God's law. See, we like to claim the promises without performing the condition. We are quick to quote the word saying we can ask for anything in his name and he will do it, but we miss the part where it says, if we ask for it in accordance to his will. Our exile can be for many reasons. It can be as if it was for the Israelites, punishment. It can be for being at the wrong place at the wrong time. It can be for being at the right place at the wrong time. Or even it can be for being at the right place at the right time. Regardless of the reason for the exile, we must live. Even when we mess up, misstep, God's plan is still for us to live and, do, and not to die so that we might declare the works of the Lord. So to, that begs the question for today, how do you live and thrive regardless of your situation? Well, you pray for peace and prosperity in the place where you are. Sister Tammy, I heard Bishop Dr. Carolyn Shoel say that when you feel that the place you are is nowhere, you need to reframe your thinking. Move that W over to no. Then you got the word now. Instead of nowhere, you are now here. Anybody want to move from nowhere to now here this morning? 
All you got to do is reframe your thinking. You see, reframing your perspectives move you from a place of hopelessness to hopefulness. Nowhere causes one to become desperate and possibly take desperate actions, and in some cases, end life as opposed to live life. The reality of the now here for the Israelites is that they were in exile. God exiled them to Babylon because of their disobedience. Yes, in other words, it was the consequences of their sins. Now, although we have not been banished or removed from the United, these United States of America, on occasions we have been made to feel like an outsider. At least once a week we read about a person of color who are denied their rights, harassed or worse. We lament the persecution and yearn for equality to be more than just a colloquial word. Remember, Earth is not our permanent home. As Christians, it is not where we are striving to be forever. But it is our place of now here. God has put us here for a purpose. We are blessed to be a blessing. Maestro Deacon Stanley, if I am not mistaken, every instrument comes with a manual. And as instruments of God, we are no different. We have a manual. The Bible, which is our biblical instructions for living on this earth. The late theologian Miles Monroe, in his book, Understanding God's Purpose, wrote, when the purpose of anything is not known, abuse is inevitable. I say to you, take comfort in knowing the manufacturer, the creator, is the one that determines your purpose, your limits, and your abilities. And it has been put in the manual. You see, when you realize where you are and begin to seek God for his peace and purpose, he can do great works in you and through you. And not only will those around you prosper, but you will also. Now, in my best Pastor Allen voice, I am not talking about that prosperity, name it and claim it, reach it and grab it, call it and haul it kind of prosperity, but I am speaking of the blessing of God that comes to us as a result of our relationship with God. Our faith in God and our obedience to God gives us wealth, health, and power. Prosperity is about doing the will of God. Like the Israelites, we are to seek the peace for the people we live among. Seeking the peace usually involves being and acting different from everybody else because we have authority from God to do his will on earth. Remember, seeking is an action word. When we seek after something, that means we are actively trying to find it. If we are seeking for something, we're not just simply looking for it, but we are desiring it. We want to have it. If we are seeking something, we are looking for God's response. We are asking for something only God can truly give. 
We live in a society plagued by the enemy, filled with hatred, surrounded with self-centered, non-Christ-like people who are constantly trying to find a way to keep you down, only concerned about building their generational wealth. I stopped by this morning to ask you, are you praying for peace, of the, for the peace of the city that you are living, or are you just trying to get out? What am I saying? I am saying that sometimes we are so focused on trying to reach that future that we fail to live in our now here. We may not be in a place that we want to be, but God still hears our prayers. He will answer when we call. Now, we might not like what he answers. We might not like what he say, but trust and believe. He will answer. You see, when you realize where you are, you will, as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, not wallow in the valley of despair, but because you have hope that the present situation will change. You can have hope in the message from the messenger of God to live and thrive in the place where you are by not only praying for peace and prosperity in that place, but by also proving the prophet and the prophecy. You know, scripture tells us that there were many false prophets who were in Babylon predicting a very short exile. It was a message the people themselves wanted to hear, yet it was not the message God had for them. Captivity was unwanted, unfamiliar, and uncomfortable. Who wouldn't want to, for it to be over as quick as possible? Often the truth is unpopular and therefore rejected. The Bible tells us if the prophet speaks in the Lord's name, but his prediction does not happen or come true, you will know that he did not give that message. False prophet Hananiah told the people of God that they would only be in captivity for two years. Hananiah spoke lies, but his deceitful words brought, faith, brought false hope and comfort to the people. Now, Jeremiah, the true prophet, stated his message from God, which was much different. His letter let them know that you're going to be here for a minute, 70 years to be exact. So while you are here, God said for you to live. The letter instructed them, build houses and settle down, plant gardens and eat what they produce, marry and have sons and daughters, find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase your number there, do not decrease. In other words, even in what we may see as the worst of times, God is moving in the midst. The miracle may not be what we think or what we had hoped it to be, but don't let the situation steal your attention. Life is going to keep happening, be it good, bad, or indifferent. The psalmist Sinatch, Sinatch put it this way, he is a way maker, a miracle worker, a promise keeper, a light in the darkness. He is here, touching, healing, and mending every heart, turning lives around and wiping tears away. 
You see, we can't wait for the perfect situation to think God is doing something positive in our lives. Most of us tend to think that happen, happiness is just around the corner. Joy will come one of these days when things get better. When we finally get out of school or get a better job or get married or get our kids raised and out of the house or after we get that surgery over with or maybe when we finally win the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> we live with that illusion that joy will come someday when conditions change. But the truth is that if we are going to know joy, it will be today. What am I saying? I am saying you can't wait until life isn't hard anymore to decide to live. We must persevere for the promise. You see, God's promise is not one of immediate rescue. So often we get saved, we think that it is insurance that we will never have to go through anything. That was not even true for Christ himself. Matthew 5.10 tells us, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Often as Christians, we take Jeremiah 29.11 to mean our lives will be flowers, rainbows, and butterflies. But if we just study the manual, read about the lives of those who names who have not been changed to protect the innocent, but rather have been lifted up to give God the glory that he alone deserves, we will see that through their struggles, their doubts, fears, and at times loss of focus, they kept seeking the only authority that would give them the truth, the real reason to live. When we read Jeremiah 29, 11, we must remember the context in which it was written. Jeremiah wrote these words to God's people who were in exile. And not only were they in exile, it was God who sent them. Now, as I prepare to close, I want to let you know that the words, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future, is not a plan of insurance, but one of assurance. Assurance that we will not have to go through it alone. Assurance that we will never, he will never leave you or forsake you. Assurance that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Assurance that in his weakness, in my weakness, he is made strong. Assurance that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Assurance that you can live for he has a plan and a purpose, and, he, and we can trust the promise because he is not man that he should lie, and son of man that he shall um, repent. Trust and believe. If he said it, he will deliver. We have assurance of our salvation because over 2,000 years ago, God gave his only son that we might have life and have it more abundantly. 
his son Jesus allowed them to march him from judgment hall to judgment hall find him guilty although he no crime did he commit they mocked him and hung him on the cross put a crown of thorns on his head nails in his hand nails in his feet and pierced him in the side he hung his head and then he died oh but that's not how the story ends three days later he rose again and to this day he lives and sits at the right hand of the father and because he lives so can you and I live. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We're so happy that you're here. Please continue to connect with Mount Zion Baptist Church on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, and our website, mtzlife.com. We continually put out new content, so be on the lookout and turn those notifications on. Looking forward to seeing you back here soon. Have a blessed day.